Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCast. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allen. Welcome to the Nation's Top Ranked Austin P Podcast, a podcast that wants Bama. Alex, how are you now? Couldn't you? Not so bad. You laughed when I said we want Bama. Well, we got Bama. We got them. They're coming. We, or we, we're coming. We're, we're coming. Yeah. They, we're going there. Yes. Yeah, we are. Yes. Uh, they are not coming here. No. No, they are not. <laughs> oh, boy. In other news, uh, the NFL is a new best coach. Mike Rabel's been there for a few years. Uh, we're talking about Jeff Saturday, 1-0. What's Mike Rabel's career winning percentage? Not 1,000. <laughs> not 1,000. Uh, just, just, I mean, Jeff Saturday shows up. The offensive line gets their superpowers back. They're the best in the league again. Matt Ryan's out here rushing for 40 yards. Shows up, Matt Ryan. QB1 again, by the way. What did I say about, you know, like, first week? head coaches like yes they're gonna win like yes like they ran the ball which is what you would expect from a head coach who was an offensive lineman and has no head coaching experience. and he got JT back for one week the best running back in the league just wait until back Matt Ryan week. throws two pick sixes next week best best running back in the league back yeah Colts are back Eagles going down two weeks in a row because they got Jeff Saturday and the boys this week oh oh that's not gonna be good. Saturday on a Sunday <laughs> now the Eagles are gonna come into that game and beat y'all by like 28 points because they are so upset after losing. To we the don't commanders. even have Shaq Litter, and we're going to beat the Eagles because we have Jeff Saturday. You guys are not beating the Eagles. He's a leader of men. Okay, so is every head coach. He, no. <laughs> no. 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 Jeff Saturday went and turned Quentin Nelson back into the, to the monster he is at guard. The boys okay. are back. I'm not even. I'm. Super Bowl's still in play. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You better just start praying about the playoffs at this point. Super Bowl's in play. Because as of right now, the entire AFC East is making the playoffs. Super Bowl's in play, baby. Jeff Saturday and the boys back. Okay. Sorry sorry to Colby and the Raiders. Sorry it had to be you, but yeah. it has to be everybody, and you were just first. Yeah, that that was. Poor Raiders. Why are they so bad this year? Like, they, ha- they have a decent team. You can't judge a team when they're having to play Jeff Saturday and the boys. It's just not fair for them. I mean, I really meant the Raiders as a whole, but I'm just saying sure. you can't get a fair judgment on the Raiders last week because they ran into a buzzsaw and there's nothing they could have done about it. The Colts are about to finish third in the AFC South and just, it's going to be great. That's a lie. It's not a lie. All right, whatever. Uh, did you see the snow last night in the Maction? Oh, it, was it Central? Central Michigan, Michigan and Western Michigan. Michigan. Shout out to our boy Nathan Palkowski. I don't know who won. Um, it, was, um, it was the Broncos. Oh, so Nathan's boys won. It was freaking we were fun te- We to were watch texting them. Nathan Fire Up Chips to mess with him. Nice. But uh, you're telling me the Broncos won in the snow? Yeah, it was like a three-point game. <laughs> I, I don't know how you make a field Like, I don't know if it came down to a game-winning field goal or what, because I saw the box score this morning. But it was like, you know, their kicker was one for three and then like two for two on extra you points. You said it. I don't know how you stat the game. I haven't. How? Like, you could figure out numbers. Like, you could, you could get numbers. Like, yeah. it's not easy, but you could get them. But it's like uh, spotted at the – Central Michigan, I don't know, 37-ish? Ish, yeah. 38, I don't know, pick somewhere. In between the 35 and the 40, maybe, I think. I just – and, you know, they were wearing a – or a, what was it? it was, the road team was wearing white jerseys. The road team was wearing white, and I'm just like, I, as somebody who stats football games, it's hard enough when it's, when it's raining and snow like that. Well, that's because our press box windows just uh, hold water. Yeah, they do. Like a lake. Yeah. <laughs> but – no, um, I hope that whoever had to stat that game is able to sleep in and doesn't have to worry about a thing today because I just know they're overcome. They're just – They've been they're, defeated. They've, they're so defeated. <laughs> they went home so depressed last night. Uh, all that snow prepares us for what's going to happen in Buffalo on Saturday – or Sunday. Was it like six feet of snow? Yeah, the, the, so there's a photo of a bison just trudging through – trudging is the correct word here – trudging through the snow in what I assume is like Yellowstone in January. Mm-hmm. And someone, and it's like, it's obviously got the snow on its back. It's like frozen. And it said, this is Josh Allen on Sunday. <laughs> oh, that, I can't wait to watch that game. Josh Allen is not bothered by snow. He's from Wyoming. Yeah. Who's going who's gonna to tackle that guy in the snow? Yeah, I just don't think he's going to be able to pass the ball. I don't think he has to. Probably not. What are, what, who's going to tackle him? He's just going to run bootlegs all game long or hand it off to... Singletary or whoever his running backs are now? Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines. <laughs> uh, I, want, I want the Buffalo Bills to just run the Cam Newton-Auburn read option the entire game. It's probably what they're going to do. Just read option up and down the field with Josh Because <laughs> you can't throw the ball at six feet of snow. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> who's who's uh, Stephon Diggs? Just stay home, buddy. Yeah, may as well. Well, Stephon I, Diggs can get some reps at running back. <laughs> very likely. <laughs> Do we think that this one's about to be a classic like that? Uh, what was that game? It was like uh, the Lions and Eagles in like 2012 yeah, or 2013. Know, whichever one it was. Yes. No, it's supposed to be a lot of snow. It's going to be great. It's cold here. It is pretty chilly. It was colder on Sunday. It was colder here than it was in Anchorage. That's in Alaska, if you didn't know. Okay. How cold was it here? It was like in the 40s, wasn't it? On Sunday? Yeah. It was like 30 degrees. Was there? Oh. It was like, it was like 33, 34 here. It was like 35 in Anchorage. Gotcha. It doesn't, they don't ask how many. They ask how, how much colder. That's yeah. what they say. That's what everybody says. How much colder? Well, let's see if we can get some snow. <laughs> Alex, yes. volleyball team ended their season last week. Yeah, they did. So, uh. They opened their last week of the season with a 3-0 loss against Central Arkansas. Uh, they were outscored 25-15, 16 and then 19. Um, that was a hot UCA team. I mean, you know, they had they had a good little winning streak going into that one. And you're not gonna, really going to be able to win very many matches whenever you're held to a 112 hitting percentage and the other team hits 323. It's tough to do. It is. And then in the uh, season finale against Jacksonville State on Sunday, uh, we fell 3-1. to We won the first set 25-17. And then lost 2025, 20, 13, 25, and then 2025. 20, uh, Tegan and Jada Clark uh, both had 10 kills, but you know it's a really good Jacksonville State team. You know they're 12, they're 12 and four in ace on play for a reason. So they were good in the OVC those last couple of years. They were. I mean, it was between them and Semo and really Moorhead. Yeah. You know, so. yeah. Men's basketball team uh, got was it their second game? Second game. Their yep. second non-conference game. They lost to Purdue 63 to 44. Up there in uh, West Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, outside of, uh, well, what did we say? What did we say on this podcast before that game? I knew nothing about the Purdue basketball roster, and I said what? They've got some seven foot four dude from the Czech Republic. He's actually from Ontario. I looked that up right before the split. Still. Canada? Yeah. Canada's basically an extension of Europe. Or an extension of America, but sure. They have the queen on their money. True. Okay, so basically an extension of Europe. Okay. And uh, what did I say? I said they'd have some seven-foot-four foreigner at center. Mm-hmm. He's just like, he has, a, he has a flat top. He knows nothing. Does he have a flat top? I don't know. He's not that good at basketball, but he's really tall. He's very tall. And, uh, and they're hard to beat. And he scored, what, 30? He scored 30 on 12 for 13 from the field. It's not bad. With 11 rebounds. Um, he was not good. Bad. Not um, bad. Uh Elijah Hutchins Everett had a good game. He did. 19 and 7. Sean Robinson had 11 and 4. So uh, those two are looking pretty pretty solid. I mean, we know what Elijah Hutchins Everett is. Yeah, I think Sean Robinson has really come into his own. I mean, you know, he led us against NC State with, I want to say, like 13, 14 points and, you know, came into this one, scored 11 points, four rebounds. So uh, had a big win on Monday against Milligan right here in the Dunn Center. The, uh, the Milligan Buffs, right? Or the Buffaloes. Buffs. Yeah, the Buffs. Uh, first win of the season, 98-74 against the Buffs. Sean Robinson had 27 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 6 steals. That's pretty good. And then according to Alex, he dunked it 40,000 times. Almost all of his makes were dunks. I mean, he was he was out there slamming down. So, Caleb Stone-Carewell had 12. Sean Duru gordon that's right, uh, 11 points. Elijah Hutchins-Everett had 9 and 8. Uh, Gus shot 53.5% from the floor. Yeah. Going to win a lot of games that way. It, yeah, and shooting 40-plus percent from three on 11 makes. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what you're supposed to do against a non-D1. Yeah. And uh, they did it. So on to the uh, Sunshine Slam. Yep. Sunshine Slam. Say that five times fast. Go. Sunshine Slam, Sunshine Slam, Sunshine. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good choice to quit. <laughs> Alex, women's yep. basketball went to Chattanooga and got another win. What is, is that like we're on a three-game? No. We beat Chattanooga, what, two out of the last three? Yeah, so we lost to them. Historically, we have not done that very often. No, we are 9-32 and 32 all-time against Chattanooga. Yeah, and two of those wins, like we said, <coughs> in the past four years. Yeah. Um, and, you know, each of the last two games that we played them before were decided by one point. And this game was honestly a lot of that all game. Pretty much 35 out of 40 minutes of this game were within three points. Uh but no, uh, women's basketball picked up the 58-53 to 53 win against Chattanooga in the roundhouse. Um, it was really – it was the first big game of the season because, you know, we opened the season against Cumberland, did what we had to do, got a big win, 46 points. But, you know, Chattanooga's a good team, in-state rival, if you can say that. No, uh, you can. Yeah, so 
played really well. Mariah Snoop Adams led the team with 20 points. She also had six rebounds, three assists, and was uh, six for 11 from the field and eight for 10 from free throw. I've said it before. She might be one of the tallest point guards in the league. How tall is she? 5'11". Snoop. And she is a true point guard, too. Um, but she's also quick because, I mean, you know, she'll, she'll run the ball in transition, she'll, and she just does a lot of everything really well. Right. Um, another thing that I noticed in this game is it's something that the NBA and WNBA have really been talking about a lot this year is, you know, yes, she scored 20 points, but she also had three assists, which accounted for seven points. So, you know, all together she scored or accounted for at least 27 of our 58 points. Right. One of those assists was on Anala Nelson's three-pointer, which was the go-ahead basket with a minute and 34 remaining. Which is our a only big freshman three hitting the three. Yeah, it was. Um, and that was our only three of the game, but, it, you know, it could not have come at a better point. So, between, you know, Snoop playing well, Anala hitting the shot whenever it counted, uh, Yamaya Johnson at the same time. You know, I was talking to Jamar. Like, we, he and I were talking on the halftime show at Chattanooga, and, you know, she was – Yamaya Johnson was scoreless at, at the half. And I was just like, wow. You know, that's probably one of the first times that's happened in her career. It's sneaky. has happened three or four times last year, I think. And okay. then every time it happened, it'd be like, oh, she'd score 20 or in the second half. Yeah. And, and she just would never notice it. And she pretty much did that. So she scored 15 points in the second half against Chattanooga. Um, she was five for six from the field in the half. Also went five for five from uh, free throw. She, w- she scored nine points in the fourth quarter, three for three from the field. I mean, she really helped lead the comeback. I don't really want to say comeback because, like, we only trailed maybe once or twice in the second half. But, I mean, you know, she was really that player that, you know, we've all gotten to know in the last year and a half or so. But, I mean, outside of that, you know, Yamai had 15, Snoop had the 20. I think we learned a lot about a lot of other players. Like, Taya Douglas had five steals. Two were in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, Jada Roberson is one of the few people that I've ever seen will take a will, – just excels in the mid-range. Cause like, you don't see a lot of mid-range in college basketball anymore. Well, they, they teach, they've taught most players not to take it. Right. Threes and layups. Get to the basket or get two or get yeah. another point. Yeah. But um, the, the thing with Chattanooga is, like, they have two really good bigs. And, you know, Jada's not really a three-point shooter Who's in her career. the one that hit the game winner against us, their best player? I can't remember. She's a good player. Yeah. But, um, anyways, like, Jada was pulling up from the mid-range. Uh, she played really well, had seven points. But at the same time, I would expect her to be a player that could drop, you know, 15, 20 a couple times this season. Oh, uh, it's a deep team. It is, and you talk about Gabby Zapata-Smalls, who was playing the five for us. She had six rebounds, and every time she went in the paint, she was double-teamed. So, overall, good win. Cross-country, their uh, season came to an end. Yep. Uh, well, the, Connor Duncan, the lone, the lone representative of the governors at the NCAA South Regionals at John Hunt Cross-Country Park in Huntsville, Alabama. Uh, Connor finished the 10K with a time of 32.40. He placed 118th. Uh, it's the highest finish by a governor at regionals since Matthew Beowit finished 92nd in 2017. So, uh, good season for Connor Duncan. Picked up a win, mm-hmm. went to regionals, had a good showing, had a good showing at A-Sun. And, uh, let us in every meet this let year. Let us in all of the meets he ran. Yep. So, good for him. Shout out to Connor Duncan. Football. Uh, last FCS game, last A-Sun game, mm-hmm. Gus picked up a big win at Kennesaw State, 31-14. to Kennesaw State got the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. They held the ball for almost nine minutes. That's what a triple option team does. I, I saw they it did I was not up with gain it. a single first down without an Austin P penalty. Yeah, on that like, first drive, like four, three or four offsides, a, a, a horse collar, which like mm, um, a one of them was maybe I forget. There was another one, but they did not gain a first down on their own. So they go up seven nothing. We scored 28 unanswered, 28-7, nice. and uh, game over at that point. Yeah. When you put Kennesaw State down mm-hmm. and make them throw the ball, they cannot beat you. That is true. That's I mean, just a fact. Xavier Shepard's a really good player. He is. He's a really good triple option quarterback. Mm-hmm. If you make him throw the ball, you will beat him. Yeah. I mean, he had, what, three complete? He, had he threw nine passes, mm-hmm. three completions, mm-hmm. three incompletions, and three interceptions. I think Brian Reeves was talking uh, – I was talking to him at the basketball game. He was like, you know, Van Stokes was saying he followed the three-by-three-by-three three by three rule. He threw three to us, three to him, and three to the sideline. And I was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Kennesaw State's a really good team. They run the they ball are. a lot. They ran for – I believe the total was 158 yards. Yep. 
They have had football for eight years. Mm-hmm. They have ran the triple option for eight years. We are the third FCS team to ever hold them under 160 rushing yards. That's good. We ran, we ran for 200. So mm-hmm. outrushed the triple option team. That's, that's, a key, that's a key to victory there. You're going to win that. Uh, Javon Jackson led the way on the ground. 10 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. What does that make him? Freshman of the week. Freshman of the week. D Ford on defense. Only had three tackles, but guess what else he had? Couple he had picks. two of those interceptions. What does that make him? Defensive player of the Defensive week. Defensive player of the week. First time for D. D's one pass defended away from the Austin P record. He also leads the country. Or no, he's second in the country and passes defended, and he leads the country in pass breakups. Passes defended as breakups plus picks. Okay. So, gotcha. like I said, number one in breakups, number two in defended. Uh, what else happened in that game? Mike DeLillo ran for another touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, threw for 200 yards. C.J. Evans had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Maddox hit a field goal late. Uh, Riley Stevens forced a fumble. Okay. That's our Riley, kicker. Riley Stevens. On a, on a kickoff. Okay. On a kickoff late. I'm down on the sideline late in the game, and they, they came right at me. Mm-hmm. And Riley hit the dude last, and the guy drops the balls. He's going out of bounds. And I call up to Cody in the press box. I'm like, hey, they stat that as a fumble. He goes, no, and I said, well, you need to go over there and get it changed because our boy Riley Stevens That's knocked that amazing. one out. So we went over there and gave Riley the force fumble, which he deserved. He hit the guy. Yeah. Riley's got three tackles. Congrats to Riley. Congrats to Riley Stevens. What else did you see? Anything else during that game? I'm trying to think what else happened. Big win. Very big win. Just kept us alive for everything. Yeah. Had to have it. We really did. On the road. On senior day. Down I, seven. I think we need to talk about how fired up Scotty was all like that entire game. Uh, yeah, he was, especially on the missed pass interference call on James Burns. That was – James Burns got attacked. Yeah. Just attacked. And then – so they don't call the pass interference. <coughs> injury timeout. Right. They spend the whole timeout not doing anything. Mm-hmm. Then they come back from the injury timeout. They go to review the interception. So that's another media timeout. Mm-hmm. And then they give them the ball on the pick, which it was a pick. Right. But it should not have been because of pass interference. Yeah. And, and he was hot. I don't think I've ever seen him that mad. Um, it was insane because like we were sitting in there in the, in the hotel room getting ready to leave for uh, Chattanooga and I turn it on and it's like two minutes later it's like that play and I'm like oh yeah that was a really good interception but wait that was a blatant wait you uh, mean DP. the other guy intercepted it because the other guy's laying on top of James Burns still yeah that one yeah uh, yeah Scotty was mad uh, Scotty got some airtime this week because the Kennesaw broadcast quoted him as saying I don't need coffee because I wake up jacked that was everywhere. All over, like, no context, no college, context college football. football. It, was, it was a great time for him to drop that quote because it was his birthday, and I got these on his birthday tweets. <laughs> so, uh, happy birthday, Scotty Walden. Happy birthday, Coach. Uh, happy birthday to Robbie Wilson, men's golf coach. Hey, happy, Same, happy they birthday, share coach. a birthday, share a birthday. Okay. Uh, you got anything else for this week? I don't think so. All right. Well, we're going to take a break, and we'll be right back with Katie Bond, a goalkeeper on the Austin Peay soccer team, right after this. I got you. I got some bitches on my phone. Joining us on the PCAST, she's a goalkeeper on the Austin P soccer team. It's Katie Bond. Katie, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. You came from class, right? I did, how, yes. What class did you have today? I was just in chemistry lab. I think you have that class with Kaylee Campbell? I do, yes. Because she came from that exact same <laughs> class last Thursday. She said yes. she was picking you because you were lab partners. Mm-hmm. She, we are lab partners, yeah. What did you guys do in chemistry lab today? Um, We did... Hmm. Nothing blow up? No, nothing blew up, thankfully. Uh, it wasn't that hard. I can't even remember the title of it, though. <laughs> Second year of school? Mm-hmm. How do you yes. feel about school now? College kind of easy now? You, you know what you're doing. I'm getting the hang of it, but it is still not very fun. It's so. not very But you know what you're doing, right? Yeah. All right, so uh, this has become a trend now. We have to ask everybody. Um, I don't remember when it started. It started last year. Jada Clark was on the PCAST. Mm-hmm. She picked Drew Calderon, who picked Kirsten Monk, Trey Goodman, Tom Bolton, Dre McRae, Sam Miner. Javon Jackson, Chloe Murphy's the only non-sophomore <laughs> out of the group because um, she's a transfer. Kylie Campbell, Denver Parker, Skylar Sheridan, Neil and Jean, Jacob Weaver, Payne Elkins, Kaylee Campbell, and now you. <laughs> now me. Uh, 
I ask everybody now, uh, why why is your class so close? What what you guys, did you just get really close hanging out in the dorms or what was going on? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, especially the dorms make it easy, but and now as a sophomore and like when we're not in each other's houses, we still make a attempt to hang out with each other. So I think that helps. Uh, all right, and you, you came in a big class to begin with. Yes, I did. There was 11 players in your soccer class. Mm-hmm. How do you, how do you, like, when I was a baseball manager, there was four players in me. There was mm-hmm. five of us. So we, five, group of five is pretty easy to hang out with. Yeah. How do you hang out with a group of 11 and stay close? Honestly, it's just the same as a group of four or a smaller group. Like, we all hang out with each other. We love each other. And we're with each other every single day. So that that helps it a lot. It just makes it easier? Yeah. All right. I want to talk about your high school soccer career. You're a okay. four-year starter at Hendersonville. Yes. Uh, you are a three-time District 10 AAA uh, all-district selection, a two-time mm-hmm. all-tournament selection, and you won four straight district titles. <laughs> yes. Not not so bad, right? Mm-hmm. You also won a couple region titles and a re- finished as a runner-up in the region a couple mm-hmm. times. Yes. Hendersonville's a pretty good soccer program, right? They are. I really love that program, for sure. It's a pretty good soccer state, too. I don't mm-hmm. think a lot of people like think like t- uh, Tennessee is a great <laughs> soccer state. But yeah. like Hendersonville, and I'm thinking like there's always a couple good Knoxville teams, mm-hmm. and Houston. Like, right, exactly. What's the competition like playing in Tennessee, especially when you get to that region and district level? Yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, as we make it through the district, you once you make it through district, then you go to regionals, obviously. And then if you're lucky enough to go through regionals, once you get to sectionals, that's when you meet other schools from like Williamson County and all those schools. And they're really great soccer programs down there. But the, the high, it's very high level as you get, keep going, you know. Did you play against any of your current teammates in high school? I did. I played against Kirsten Monk at um, Houston. Yep. Um, I think she may have been the only one. Did you ever play Ravenwood? I think we had a couple. Oh, I did. Yeah, I played Tori, too. Yeah. I played Ravenwood. Um, I think that... Do you have any memories of you saving a shot from one of them? Um, not specifically. I also played against Allison Lalance at Seagull. I just remembered that. But um, I don't think I know specifically of a time where I saved one of their shots. Who are the Knoxville kids? Did you ever play against any of them? I'm trying to think. Um, I played against Hannah Wilson one year. Okay. I, play, I played she against Bearden. Yep. Yeah. And then... Ibby was West, but I don't think they're a lower level. Or mm-hmm. I don't think yeah. I ever played Ibby. Yep. Forgot. Uh, so you played for the Tennessee Soccer Club as well. Mm-hmm. Did you play yes. with or against any of your teammates on that team? I played against Kirsten Monk um, okay. in travel. And then I played, me and Tori were never on the same team, but we practiced together um, for a couple years. Did you guys know you were all going to Austin P when you were playing each other? And did that make it a little more fun? <laughs> yes, we did. I did know that Tori was going to go when we were practicing with them. And then I knew Kirsten was going there playing against her and that made it a lot of fun we after the game we like hugged and met for the first time you had a little bit of extra motivation she can't score on exactly you. yes you have to hear about that i will say we did we did win against that you beat kirsten, kirsten. Yeah. yeah kirsten did you hear that <laughs> kirsten was on that group of uh she was one of the first ones mm-hmm. in this little string of uh freshmen now sophomores so college soccer mm-hmm. you show up on a team and you're a freshman there's two goalkeepers on the team mm-hmm. so that first year you don't play what's it like learning though like what how does that help you and what did you pick mm-hmm. up that's going to help you in the future it le- it, i learned a tremendous amount um from senior goalkeeper peyton powell and then chloe as a junior my when i was a freshman uh chloe dion and honestly it helped with learning the pace of the college game and also with my confidence to seeing how they lead and how they you know pick take up shots and everything like that so what is the biggest difference you've learned from college soccer? Is it the pace? Is it just the oh, speed? It's the speed of play, for sure. How does that make a difference for you, though? Because I know you're not up and down the field, mm-hmm. but when they're coming at you, they're coming at you. Yeah, exactly. I I think it's it goes hand in hand, the speed of play, along with the, the speed of the shots and everything. Thankfully, I've had the opportunity before I came to college like to train with other like college kids and stuff in smaller settings, so I was able to experience that a little bit but once you're in game and in practice too it's it's fast paced uh you played for tennessee soccer club semi-pro team last summer as well i did yes how, how did you get in on that team um i i had a old tsc coach her name was ronnie woodard reach out to me to be on the team and she was she's an assistant coach but she told me to reach out to the head coach which his name is dalton kaufman and i just reached out and had a phone call and it was all set up what league was that played in it was in the US, USLW League. Okay, yeah. so you played some pretty good competition. Yes, we Lo- did. Are there a lot of college players that play that league in the mm-hmm. summer? Yes, tons. Do any of your teammates play? Uh, yes, I got was able to get Alec Baumgart to come uh, play on the same team as me. So how did the season go? It went well. We um, didn't produce as many wins as we would like. We had a few ties and then a lot of close losses. But honestly, I was mainly there for 
to be honest, a bit, like practice with those high-level players. I thankfully ended up, you know, getting the starting position, which I was not expecting. But um, even just practicing, keeping that high level on off-season helped a ton. So it's just another thing that gets you ready for when it's your time here. Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, so goalkeepers, I was told to ask, do you have any goalkeeper superstitions? Hmm. I do always make sure my wrists are taped. No okay. matter, like, I don't, there's nothing wrong with my wrists. I just always you tape just do them. It to do it? Yeah, to the kind of extra support. Um, I, hmm, I can't think of anything specifically right now either. I was told you have Chipotle before every game. Is that a superstition? <laughs> that is a superstition. Yes, me and my roommate Lindsay. Uh, McMahon always get Chipotle the night before. The night before, not the day not of. Not the day of. You can't do day of. What What's your order when you go to Chipotle? Do you like to change it up? Uh, I get the same thing pretty much every time. I get a steak bowl with like cheese, lettuce, uh, the green salsa, rice and beans. Do you pay for the guac? I do not get guac, okay. no. Uh, are, I, I, I'm, I'm a baseball guy. I don't know. Okay. Uh, soccer was never my sport. Are goalkeepers the pitchers of soccer? Just uh, superstitious. A little, little different. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, there's, there's a superstition that we're a little different. I'd like to think I'm a more normal goalkeeper, but you know, you can ask some of my teammates. I don't know. How do you get started being a goalkeeper? Because obviously, like, mm-hmm. I feel like when I put, like was four and like they put me on a soccer field, like there's no goalkeeper. It's yeah. just running around. Everybody's <laughs> kicking the ball. You know. How does that transition to where? Okay, you're going to be the one that plays with different rules than everybody mm-hmm. else. Um, so the same thing happened to me. I started playing soccer when I was probably like five or four or five. Um, then when I got to travel, I like age like seven or eight, I was still on the field running around and then I got put in, I do remember it was, I was like in the fifth grade or so. So I don't know, like nine or 10 and I did well in a game and we're still really young at that point. But my coach at the time, his name was coach Jason actually. And he kept me in and I, I did well and so I started going to goalkeeper trainings and then I st- stuck with it from fifth grade on it was just always from there on yeah was, you know, I'm, I'm a goalkeeper yeah uh now you have three brothers as well I do yes where do you fit in age-wise I'm the youngest of the three so Gabriel Lucas and Joshua all of all you got three <laughs> older brothers yes <laughs> so you got a lot of protection I do yes <laughs> and they all three play hockey at some point they all three played hockey yeah uh gabriel play plays or played club hockey at eastern kentucky yes right? he graduated from college a couple years ago so, so he he, and he then, played and then lucas played at niagara or plays at niagara he currently is at niagara university yes and then he played his first three years at alabama huntsville you ever get to go up there and watch him in niagara play i haven't yet i did go he just transferred there this past year and i did go on his visit with him okay. um a few months ago um but i haven't seen him play yet i'm planning on over christmas break well, how, how do you get started in hockey? I know Nashville, and you're from the Nashville area, has become more of a hockey town. Mm-hmm. But how does that get started for like them? Did you play any hockey? I really didn't play too much. Maybe picked up some inline, like playing some inline with my brothers. But um, they got started with it, honestly. My dad is a big hockey guy. He's a huge uh, Preds fan and everything. And they just started with inline hockey rinks out down in Hendersonville and stuck with it. Gabe and Josh uh, – or no, Gabe, sorry, Gabe and Luke moved over to ice hockey in, like, maybe middle school, and then they stuck with it, too, so. Can you skate? I can, yeah. On the ice? If we can put you out there, you can go toe-to-toe with them? Not toe-to-toe with them. I, I can only do so much, but. You sure you don't want to go out there and put the pads on and hit them a little? <laughs> I would love to do that at some point, yeah. <laughs> Definitely happened before. <laughs> Have you ever, uh, you're a big Preds fan, right? So you mm-hmm. go to a lot of games. Yes. Uh, what was it? There was the one game you came, the the tunnel photos you walk in you had your press jersey <laughs> yeah I the did. customized jersey right mm, that's actually a game worn um junior preds jersey by my brother lucas so he, that's his old jersey oh that's even better <laughs> yeah how did you get a hold of that why um he just got i grew and i i stole you said, it you said it's yeah mine now. it's mine now <laughs> that's what you can do right <laughs> exactly uh you're an fca fca leader at, at austin mm-hmm. you correct i am what do you do for fca here um on we meet for fca on monday nights and me and a few of the other student athletes are also officers and once a month or so, maybe a couple times a month, we'll meet as officers on Sunday evenings and we just kind of plan out what the month or the next few months look like. We plan out meetings and organize, you know, speakers and music and all that stuff. So You went to FCA summer camp as a mentor too, right? Yeah, I did. Where was that? It was at Johnson University over in East Tennessee. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what did you do at uh, FCA summer camp? Um, we went a few days before the campers came, so we we arrived on a Friday and then campers came on Monday. And those first couple of days were like training days, and it was just a lot of, you know, learning how to lead and preparing for what questions may be asked. And then Monday came and all the kids came for 
three, two or three days. Now, is this like a, like you're camping, like you're out in the woods? And not exactly. In We're in the dorms. Okay. Yeah, it's not full on, full on camping. And we, you got you to take them real, real camping. <laughs> I <What>? know, <laughs> exactly. Uh, your birthday is on Christmas. <laughs> it is, yeah. What is it like having a Christmas birthday? You know, it's it's definitely different. I mean, I've had it all my life, obviously, so like it, I don't really know much different, but um, don't it does suck a little bit, honestly, having to <laughs> wait to the end of the year if I like need a gift or something. Yeah, or, like, they come all at once. Yeah, they all come all at once. I do get double presents on Christmas Day. That's that's, fair. that's a common question I get asked a lot. Um, but yeah, it's it's all right. <laughs> As you've gotten older, has it been like? at least you know you're going to be with your family on your birthday now because yes. it's at Christmas. I have realized that as I've gone older. I, it's something I really love is, you know, I get to spend, no matter what, I've never been in school for my birthday. Yeah. No matter what, I'm always home for my you birthday. You don't have to write papers on your birthday. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to be at Austin P. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You, yeah, it's that part is nice, I feel like. Mm -hmm, it is, for sure. So you're a criminal justice major. Mm -hmm. What is your plan? Like, what do you want to do with that? That's a great question. Okay. Um, I've always known I've loved criminal justice. I've, it's always been a passion of mine. I think I would love to go. The dream is to be a detective, honestly, okay. and or like crime scene investigation yeah. somewhere in that realm. I really love that stuff. So this summer you're studying abroad. <laughs> yeah. Well, ha, uh, that's not something a lot of student athletes get to do. Mm -hmm. yes. Most of the time, if it's in season, you obviously can't go. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the other semester you have workouts and whatever, mm -hmm. so you can't do it, but you're getting the chance to do it. Do you mm -hmm. know where you're going? Yes, I do. We are going to Germany and the Netherlands. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, who are, do you know anybody you're going with? Is it just some classmates? I actually don't know anyone specifically yet. Um, I will meet them as soon, like springtime, spring semester, we take a class for it, so I'll get to meet them in that spring two term. But right now I'm just going alone, so I I'm, I'm kind of excited, excited for it. I think Germany's near the top of my list of mm -hmm. places to visit. I've, I've never been overseas, so I'm really excited. Are you going to take the goalkeeper gloves and get some practice in? <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> All right. I've got one last question before our rapid-fire question. Okay. Why Austin P? Um, well, when it came down to it um, in the recruiting process, like I – visited and it just really felt like home the coaches at the time were really great I had a great connection with the old goal goalkeeper coach he's actually from Hendersonville so I knew him before that and the team just made me feel real really welcome and I just really love it here awesome are you ready for the rapid fire question yep what's your favorite word or saying <laughs> um I don't know nothing nothing, nothing. I, I, I may have to come back to me on that one <laughs> what's the last book you read um, it was called Gentle and Lowly. What is your worst habit? Um, yikes. Um, probably going to Chipotle <laughs> that often. Do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? I feel like I could speed walk it, yeah. You got to have a foot on the ground at all times. I think I could. Y yep, <laughs> I'm with you. What is one rule in any sport you would like to change or add? Um... I think in hockey, I feel like you could fighting needs to be happen more. I mean, I know it happens already, but they need to lessen the rules on that. You want more fights? Yeah. <laughs> now your brothers—they don't get in a lot of fights in college hockey, right? No, they did. Well, actually, no. My oldest brother Gabe got in a lot of fights. And he was is a that fighter. Club hockey? Yeah. I feel like club hockey's a little like you. He was get, a fighter. You can drop the gloves a little more in club <laughs> hockey than you can in like real NCAA. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, that's fair. He just. Sorry, Gabe, if you're listening, but you've got a temper. And, um, but my other brother, Luke, he was never a fighter. If, if never. Gabe and Luke had to fight, who wins? Ooh, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer this. I think we need an answer that people want to know. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. What app on your phone gets the most use? Um, probably uh, TikTok. <laughs> That's a pretty common answer. Yeah. What's the last gift you gave somebody? Um, I actually gave Chloe Dion a poster of Montreal for her senior night a Montreal poster that's yeah. very fitting uh who would you cast to play you in a movie about yourself mm. look wise or like character wise However you want some people have picked the roommates some people oh. have picked famous people I get a lot from my brother that I look like Shakira because I have really curly hair okay but um I, th I think I'd go with that Shakira Shakira good choice yeah uh if you or no what is the most embarrassing song you love Mm. Um, I don't think it's that embarrassing, but I do love the song It's a Great Day to Be Alive. Good song. Mm -hmm. uh, if you go to any concert, who would it be? Ooh. Um, 
I'd love to see Taylor Swift again. You yeah. want to spend $46,000 no, to No, no, I was not one of those people who waited around for that. And I did just see the Lumineers. I'd love to go to them again. They're yeah. really good. Uh, what is one place in the world you want to visit the most? Probably where I'm going in the summer. Yeah. Germany. You maybe did. Greece. Uh, over That's another good one. Yeah. Uh, if you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? Dead or alive? Anybody but, ever. Okay. Um... I would have, hmm, I think I'd have Julie Ertz, uh, who's a professional soccer yep. player. Really like her. Mm. Zach Ertz's wife? Yes, correct. Um, I think I'd like to eat the di- a dinner with The Rock. The Rock. The Rock. Great choice. <laughs> and then we'll say, hmm, I don't know, maybe like George Washington, someone from the That's another time. great, I yeah. love it. Julie Ertz, uh, The Rock, and George Washington. <laughs> Uh, that brings up a question I just thought of. Okay. You're a goalkeeper. Yes. When you watch professional soccer, mm-hmm. the women's national team, are your favorite players like other goalkeepers or is it players that play the other positions? Um, a little bit of both. I, I do watch a lot of women's soccer um, professional and like I do have a, a lot of favorite goalkeepers and I also have favorite field players Who's too. Who's your like, favorite soccer player like, of all time? Of all time. Um, I re- growing up, I really looked up to Hope Solo as a as a soccer player. Yeah. She's amazing. So, are you excited about the World Cup? I am. Yeah. Is USA gonna do good? Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, we'll who's, see. Who's gonna win? Um, I'd like to see USA win, but realistically, to be determined on that to one. To be determined. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favorite word or saying? <laughs> um. Shoot. <laughs> Um, we'll say, I don't know. I like, I'll say my favorite word is Katie. Katie? <laughs> yeah. Good word. Uh, who or what inspires you? Um, first thought are my brothers, especially my brother Lucas in sports. He inspires me a lot. What advice would you give to your younger self? Oof. Um, don't give up and keep working and everything's going to be okay. Uh, last question comes from our last guest, Kayla Campbell. She wants to know what's your favorite childhood memory. Ooh. Um, hmm. Favorite childhood memory. I probably, I've got a lot. I know I do, but I, first thing that came to mind was like camping with my family when I was younger. We would, we'd bring our dog and like go on a trailer camper that my dad had and so where'd you camp at um been to a lot of few different places but a lot of time like locally Bledsoe Creek yeah mm-hmm. I feel like those campers are always fun yeah well, a lot of fun memories uh now you get to ask a question to next week's guest what do you want to ask on next week's episode um we'll ask oh gosh I gotta think it's a big question. Yeah, that is that is a lot it's of the pressure. most important one, maybe. That's a lot of pressure. Um, do you have any like sample questions? <laughs> I just I just had like twenty sample questions, <laughs> but you can't steal any. I know I can't steal anybody else's. Um, we'll do. I mean, it can be as plain or as yeah. in depth as you want. We've had all kinds of stuff. Okay, we'll do like. Describe your perfect day. Describe your perfect day. What's yeah. your perfect day? Chipotle. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wake up. Probably sometime. I don't want to get in depth. Let's see. Wake up. Get a full night's sleep. Probably go get coffee at Sanctuary on Main. Okay. Um. Hang out with friends in the middle of the day. Honestly, go have a good soccer practice, a good goalkeeper practice. Have dinner with my family and my brothers. Chipotle. Yep. Take the whole family. Mm-hmm. And then mm, finish the day with like a movie night or something. Awesome. Yeah. Katie, appreciate you taking time <laughs> to be on the podcast. Enjoy the weekend. Mm-hmm. Have fun in Germany this summer. Thank you so much. And we'll be right back with the PCAST right after this. Thank you. Got a three-day beard. I don't plan to shave. And it's a goofy thing, but I just got to say, hey, I'm a doing all right. Yeah, I think I'll make me some homemade soup I'm feeling pretty good and that's the truth It's 
It's neither drink nor drug induced No, I'm just doing all right And it's a great day to be alive I know the sun's still shining when I close my eyes There's some hard times in the neighborhood Another big thank you to Katie Bond of the Ossipee soccer team for swinging by to talk to us here on the PCAST. Uh, Alex, we got a big fancy football matchup this week. We sure do. We are we are playing each other. It is the double A team versus the Archers Ocelots. Yes, but however, 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 you you wrote down that there's a fifty percent chance for both of us to win. Yep. But that is also considering the fact that I have no tight end in my lineup at the moment. Your starting quarterback is also Josh Allen, who's about to play in a blizzard. I'll do it anyway. I'll beat you with Josh Allen in a blizzard. Go ahead. Maybe I'll play Justin Herbert for the first time all year. You don't know what I'm gonna do. I really don't. I mean, I'm really relying on uh, Kirk Cousins, who I was really stupid to bench last week, and hopefully Christian McCaffrey, maybe A.J. Dillon can get a couple of yards. It's a, it's a rough week for me at the old wide receiver spot with Cooper Cup, who carried yeah. us to a title last year going down. Um, then you got Devontae Adams, who's questionable. Yeah, if Devontae Adams doesn't play, I'm in trouble. Oh, yeah. I'm going to end up putting, like, Keenan Allen in the lineup. I mean, at the or no, I don't even have, I don't have Keenan Allen. That's a different league. My my other receiver had a really good week last week. Chris Godwin on a bye. I'll give you Christian Watson for free. Gotta give me something for him. Mm. Uh, I'll give you Cooper Cup. Was he a draft pick? That, did you draft him this year in the first round? Crap! So I couldn't keep him next year. No, dang. No, no. Never mind. I'm good. Yeah, uh, I'm, See, I'm a little. I'm a, I'm a, I'll be. I'll, I'll say I'm a little worried. Uh, I'm, I'm out of the playoffs right now. I have nothing to lose. It'd be very rude of you to beat me. It would be great. It'd be very rude. Very rude. I think it. you should probably let me win. Okay. If you're a real team player and want want me to do well in the playoffs, that is. I really don't though, because I I offered you like everybody on my team for uh, Josh Allen just so I can keep him for next year. Here's what you do. Here's what I've learned in fantasy sports. You don't <laughs> trade the best player if you have them. True. If you have Mike Trout in fantasy baseball, you don't mm-hmm. trade him. If you have Josh Allen in fantasy football, you don't, probably don't trade him. Yeah, see, I get that. I still think it was a very good tra- – because, like, I was going to give you – was it was, like, Mike Evans, which isn't great this year. Um, Kirk Cousins, who's been playing really well and has done a lot of good It was mainly football. McCaffrey for and Allen. And McCaffrey. It was McCaffrey um, for Allen straight up, basically. Yeah, pretty much. Evans would help – no, he wouldn't because the Bucks are on a bye. Wouldn't help me this week. True. So, yeah. Speaking of fantasy sports mm-hmm. – uh, my fantasy baseball team, one of my fantasy baseball team players who is a uh, signed for a lifetime contract, basically. Sandy Alcantara won his first Cy Young last night. Just dominant. He had like six more complete games than anybody else in baseball. It's pretty good. He threw like 220 innings, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Sandy had not won because he played for the bad Marlins, I would have been very angry. Understandable. He's so good. And I just that, I, that came to mind because I just told you the stat before we got on here. Uh, 14% of all National League Cy Young Awards have been won by Randy John or Randy or Sandy. Because Sandy Alcantara joins the list with Sandy Koufax, Randy Johnson. There's another Randy whose name I saw in there, but I can't remember. But uh, Koufax, Johnson, and Alcantara is not done yet. It's a pretty solid little list. That number's going to be more than 14. Seems like it. And uh, I'm going to have him on my fantasy baseball team for all of them. Are you actually going to win this year then? Or next year, I guess? Yeah, no, I've I've got really good pitching coming back. I had really good pitching coming back this year. It's the problem is, like I've told you before, the way my team's built is like consistent. Like I've got all of my good players at the back, not the beginning, yeah. so I can't trade anybody. So if I don't, if the guys I draft don't produce with the guys I have, mm-hmm. I have no chance because I can't right. do anything to fix the lineup because I can't trade the guys. That, I can't trade Sandy Alcantara in the twenty eighth round. Mm-hmm. Like I've got him for the next ten years. Fair. The guys went in Cy Youngs at twenty four. I can't trade him. Yeah. So it's it's put it's a uh, it puts a very very big importance on drafting and having the guy like even if I have a good draft like those guys have to have good seasons. Right. So fantasy fantasy baseball is just a whole different creature. I could never do it. Like it just because like you know the you have a game every single day. I just I don't, I don't know how you, you only play a game, you play one team for an entire week so you have a whole week's worth of stats that can gotcha. Pop. So uh, I might get to go to the draft this year since I'm not covering basketball. Usually it fell go. right in the middle of the OVC tournament. Well, you're welcome. Yeah, no. Did, did that one for you? I drafted from the media room in Evansville one time. Dang. Like, the men were playing, like, the 9 o'clocker. Mm-hmm. That was awful. Um, yeah. And, like, obviously, so I don't have to do anything pregame because Colby was there. 
Right. But like, I was like, I had to be there and right after the game. Mm-hmm. So I sat there till like the end of like five minutes into the game to finish the draft. And uh, then I wrote Terrier. No, then I wrote something about uh, speeding EIU. Okay. Well, should we look ahead at what's happening this weekend? Probably should. A lot of basketball. Um, men's basketball. Yep. They're up first. Yep. They kick off the Sunshine Slam. So it's like the way that the Sunshine Sunshine Slam works. Wait, have they already played? No. They played today. Oh, that's last year's score. Never mind. Please continue. Oh. That's that's yeah. Me. Sorry. Reading ahead in the script. But no, um, so the Govs officially kick off the Sunshine Slam. Uh, this one, so this first game is in Tampa Bay. Uh, the next two are in Daytona Beach. Uh, those, those aren't close. No, they're really not. I don't really understand why they do that. Um, but no, so the Govs will face USF. Uh, they lost to them 60-51 to 51 last year. Uh, that was honestly a really good game. We were down 14, I want to say midway to early in the second half. Came back, tied it, but just couldn't come away with a win. Uh, looking at USF this year, they're 0-3 on the season. They have losses to SEMO, uh, Stetson, and number 15, Auburn. SEMO uh, and Stetson, they lost to them by 3-1, and one, uh, respectively, and only lost to Auburn by Good eight. Auburn team. Very good Auburn team. Only lost to them by eight. Uh, overall, looking at their team, they have three players scoring 10-plus a night and seven scoring six-plus. I mean, that team really makes their money in the paint. They're definitely not an NC State. Like, they don't light it up from outside. Um, they're, only, they're only shooting about 22% from three, but they have a few guys shooting 50-plus percent from the field. So, you know that they're going to be in the paint most of that game. It's only two hours and 20 minutes from Tampa to Daytona Beach. Thought it was longer. But you have to cross literally the entire state. Yeah. However, if you want to avoid toll roads, it's going to take you three hours. Okay. But if you if you want to pay pay to be 40 minutes faster, you can. Well, either way. Um, Who do they we'll play in Daytona Beach? Uh, so they'll open up their first game at Daytona Beach against Albany at 11. The Great Danes, right? Something like that. Yeah. I know that's what their Great logo Danes. is. It's with the pointy ears. Um, so they'll play Albany on Monday. And then I believe it's they play either Bucknell or Presbyterian on Tuesday. I don't know if it's like the winner of that game or exactly how that goes. But Albany is 2-2 two and two on the season. I want you to say the name of the first team Albany beat. Uh, so they played uh, Union. Okay. Now who's <laughs> the other team that Albany beat? Immaculata. Immaculata? I don't know. Immaculata? Um, I don't know. <laughs> They've also played Towson and uh, Siena. The, the St. Bernard's. St. Bernard's. The, the um, Great Danes and the St. Bernard's. And the Retrievers, UMBC. <laughs> we got all the dogs in the script. Sure do. Um, Albany was 13 and 18. Get it together. <laughs> we were 13 and 18 last, uh, last season, 9 and 9 in the American East. I mean, honestly, look at the American East. That is a conference that is run by the Retrievers. The Retrievers. UMBC. Um, University of Maryland, Baltimore County. What a name. It's one of the great. I'm glad that they go by UMBC everywhere. We have a UNC, UMBC flag down at baseball. Do we? Why? Uh, when they when they upset uh, Virginia. As oh, the that's 16th. right. I so they were they was it was knocking off number one seat teams. Mm-hmm. So when we beat Vanderbilt, number one Vanderbilt in baseball, they sent us a letter and a flag. I love. That. They start sending everybody that beat the number one team a letter and a flag. I <laughs> like welcome to the club. I love UMBC. Um, anyways, Sunshine Slam. You know, you picked up the win against Milligan. Now let's go. Uh, Go pick up a couple wins in the Sunshine State. Big big game tonight for the women's basketball team. Maybe Fair. tomorrow, depending on when this gets edited. Uh, or maybe not tomorrow. Maybe last the, the night. The day before. Yeah, wrong yeah, way. Yeah. Uh, Got to go down to uh, Memorial Coliseum. Yep. Uh, gymnasium. Or gymnasium. Gymnasium. Yeah. Uh, play Vanderbilt. Yep. So, um, Gov's looking to pick up their third all-time win against the Commodores, uh, which would also be their fourth all-time against the SEC. Um, honestly, looking at Vanderbilt, that's a team that was picked 14th in the preseason poll, but they are so much better than that. Their coach came from UConn. Shay, um, Ralph, Shay, Ralph. Yeah. Yep. She came from UConn. She worked for old Gino up there for a while. Sure did. Um, and she got her a couple of really good recruits this year. I know she got, um, a person from St. Louis who was really good, had right around 16, 1700, uh, career points in four years over there. She also brings back a lot of defense on the team. Uh, they have one player. I know I wrote it down somewhere, but, uh, she was a sec all defensive. It was Jordan Cambridge. All, all SEC defensive team selection it was also a Naismith Women's Basketball Defensive Player of the Year watch list selection last That's month. That's mouthful. It, it was. It is. Um, second time she's been named to that. You know, Vanderbilt, they're a good team. They're, they're the SEC. Just because they were picked 14th 
doesn't mean this is going to be an easy one. Uh, this is going to be one of the biggest games of the season. One of the biggest games we've played in a while, too. Um, you know, Vanderbilt, you know, they they can, you know, make buckets regularly in the paint. I mean, they, they shoot really well. They have a couple of really big bigs who are 6'2", 6'3". Um, so we're going to need to go in there, get the perimeter going. You know, we shot one for 10 against Chattanooga. Can't really do that against Vanderbilt and expect to win. So I'll give you the tweet if you beat him. Uh, Austin P is greater than what was Vander? What was the Vanderbilt guy's first name? Cornelius Vanderbilt. Cornelius Vanderbilt. I was gonna say you could uh, make a Memorial Magic joke because they That's love good. they love to talk about the Memorial Magic, and then they have two teams that finish at the bottom of the SEC every yep. year. So should it be a Memorial Magic? Where Just are you quote, at? Go quotation marks Memorial Magic. <laughs> well, that's the tweet. Something um, about that Memorial Magic. Something about it. Um, but yeah, so we'll we'll see. Uh, play Vanderbilt, and then we will be on the road to Savannah, Georgia, where we will play in the Hostillo Hoops Community Classic on Monday through Wednesday. Uh, there, we're gonna play Davidson, you know, a team that we've seen a couple of times in the last or last year. We saw them a couple of times. Saw them in the regular season. Also saw them in the WBI. Um, that's a Davidson. We're basically becoming conference opponents with Davidson. How often we play them? We really are. Um, that's a Davidson team that's really good this year, too. Like, yes, they're one and two, but their losses were to Duke and number 19 Maryland. That is a number 19 Maryland team that is very good. And a Duke team led by Carol Lawson. Yeah. That we're going to see soon. Hmm? That we're going to see soon. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Here on uh, December 8th. Yeah. So, and then we'll also play Fairleigh Dickinson at 1030 on Tuesday. It's our first ever meeting against them. Um, and then after playing on Tuesday, we're going to play Illinois Chicago, another first-time opponent. Uh, Illinois Chicago's three and zero on the season with wins against IUPUI, Chicago State, and Milwaukee. Very regional so. schedule for them. Absolutely. So that's all I got for women's basketball. Well, there's a big football game this weekend. Is there? Uh, possibly. It is, uh, as you said, Bama week. It is Bama week. We want Bama. Uh, the number eight Crimson Tide versus the Govs right there in Bryant Denny Stadium in Tuscaloosa. Govs by ninety. All right, Govs by ninety. Um, I, I, I hope I don't have to tell you how good this Bama team is, if you're listening, because I feel like we all know. Bryce Young won the Heisman last year, made the player to watch section of the game notes, the easiest it's ever been. I would who, think so. Who should I put as the player to watch? Oh, maybe the Heisman winner. Yeah. Maybe maybe the guy that won the Heisman, the Maxwell, the Davey O'Brien, all that. All mm-hmm. that. Uh, what's he got? 22 touchdowns, four yep. interceptions, and 2,400 passing yards this year? Yeah. Not bad. Not um, bad. And he missed a game. Yeah. And he came back after missing that game, played hurt against Tennessee, and slung it all over the yard there. Mm-hmm. That was an impressive performance. It was. Whether you like him or not. And, uh, I mean, just all around. Jamar Gibbs at running back. Uh, he left the game against Ole Miss last week with an ankle in the second half. So I don't know if we'll see him or if we'll see him that much. But <coughs> he, he runs the ball. Ja'Cory, um, what's that guy? Ja'Cory, the number one receiver. I can't remember his last name. Um, Ja'Cory Brooks. Uh, six touchdowns this year. Bryce, is, Bryce spreads it out. Jameer Gibbs is a really good receiving running back. Okay. I think he's like, has their second most catches behind Ja'Cory Brooks. You don't see that a lot at Bama. Uh, I mean, Bryce Not Young's – it just works with Bryce Young because he just gets through the progression so quick and gets it out. Right. And Bryce Young will run, mm-hmm. but he does – I think Bryce Young when he's – Bryce Young moves out of the pocket, but I don't think he moves to run the ball. I think he moves to get – receivers open and then he throws it if he runs yeah, i think he's only got like 150 ish rushing yards he's a very efficient runner yeah um defense obviously they're good uh will anderson people talked about him as a heisman possibility he hasn't been as good as he was last year he's still i say he hasn't been as good as he was last year he still leads the sec and ranks top five in the country in tackles for loss yeah he's got like 15 14. yeah um 14 tackles for loss leads second in the league in sacks i believe henry toto's the other linebacker transferred from tennessee he's he's been good um neither one of them leads the team in tackles uh it's, um demarco demarco i can't remember his last name off the top of my head now but uh he has he has more tackles than both of those two so that's a big number mm-hmm. and uh, obviously they're coached by nick saban which helps yeah it's it's one of those games i mean it, it, it's a really great experience for us um and for the team you know go out there Play in front of the biggest crowd you'll probably ever play in front of. Um, yeah, I mean, unless you go to like Texas A&M, Knoxville, Michigan, yeah, Ohio State, maybe Penn State. Like this, this is top ten stadium time. in the country. It is. Um, you know, you go down there, you get to see. I mean, that new that stadium. You, I mean, you get to hear him play a song about Tennessee before the fourth quarter. Yep, that is true. But we'll see. 
It's uh, as big as that game is. Sunday's just as big. What's Sunday? The FCS playoff oh, selection right. show, which uh, we're hoping, hoping to hear the Govs name called. There's a, there's a chance at the AQ spot. Yep. You need an Eastern Kentucky win against Kennesaw and a Jacksonville State win against Central Arkansas to make a three-way tie between Austin P, Central Arkansas, and Eastern Kentucky, in which case the tiebreaker would come down to the ASUN WAC power rankings, which right now Austin P trails Eastern Kentucky in by point zero zero five three. Close. Close, it's you might say. very close. Snug at the top, you might say. Just a tad. So that's, that's route one to the playoffs. Route two is an at-large bid, which – is is a little bit I would say is a little bit less likely, but we we have a chance. There's there's things that need to happen. If you're if you're thinking who who do I need to see win this weekend to help the Govs out on the bubble, you need Southeast Missouri and UT Martin's coin flip to go in favor of the Red Hawks. Mm-hmm. Because if UT Martin wins the coin flip, Semo gets an at large bid, and that's two OVC teams. Can yeah. we still talk about how dumb a coin flip is? Very dumb. This is Division One college football, and you're deciding your conference championship by a coin flip, and, and they don't play each other because they don't play each other. Which is one of the worst scheduling things I've ever seen. Like, why, why don't they play? Is use it, one of the rating systems. Use, he, yeah. use common opponent. Do something. Do something other than flip a coin. Yeah. It's just, and they're not televising it. It's going to be streamed on Twitter. I think, I think, oh, I think there, there was enough backlash about that. Okay. Um, a coin flip. Back to it. You need SEMO to win the coin flip. UT Martin doesn't get in unless they win the coin flip. SEMO's in basically no matter what. Mm-hmm. Uh, Montana State playing Montana. A Montana State win to knock Montana down to four FCS losses yeah. wouldn't wouldn't hurt so much. Um, it's it's a weird thing too, like for Eastern for like saying Eastern Kentucky needs to win to force the tie at the top and possibly win the tiebreaker because like obviously they're another bubble team as well. Right. It's like it's a very weird situation with them. Like who what what's better for the Govs? Is it is it Eastern Kentucky losing and then having to beat them out for a at large bid when we beat them head to head? They have an FBS win. They beat Bowling Green. Yeah, that's seven overtime game. Yeah, the seven over. That's that. That's going to be in their favor. But if you go head to head, they lost. Right. That we beat them right here at home. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I said, it's a very weird situation with them because, like, obviously, them losing would help you with the at large, but them winning would help you possibly get the AQ. So who knows? We'll who say. knows what's going to happen? Uh, but the Gifts should be in the playoffs. They should be. Four and zero against FCS teams at Fortera Stadium. Seven and one against FCS teams this season. Jacksonville State is an FBS team. Yeah, they, they have they more than sixty-five. So. They may not be at eighty-five yet. Right, and they're going to say, "Well, we're not at eighty-five scholarships yet." You're not at sixty-five either. Yeah, you are not at the FCS scholarship number. If you're not eligible for the FCS playoffs, you're, you're not, not an FCS, FCS loss. You're not an FCS team, and that is Jacksonville State. Yep, I don't care how many scholarships they have this year. It's not the FCS number. I agree. And uh, I guess we'll just wait and see. Eyes glued to the TV on Sunday. You know what would help? What's that? A win against Bama. Yeah, I can guarantee a win against Bama now puts us in the playoffs. Yeah, and an FBS win against Alabama probably probably puts us in either way. It probably does. Because we get the FB, FBS bump in the power rankings mm-hmm. or we just, they're, they're going to at-large. Yeah, pro- probably the team that beat Alabama. They, they should get in. Yeah. I would think so. Especially with it being uh, recency bias there a little bit. Hey, yeah. We'll take it. We sure will. In the meantime, Katie Etheridge, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Charlie Husband, and Trey Price, they have all the community service opportunities for you, the student-athletes. Uh, Loads of fishes, man, a cafe. Get out in the community. It is giving time. It's Thanksgiving time. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's food drives. There's everything. Get in contact with them, and they will get you pointed in the right direction. Alex, yes. how do people follow us on social media? Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Go P. You're on Facebook at Austin P. Governors. And shout out to Robin and Maddie, Robert Smith, Ethan, um, Carter Henry. Yeah. It's been a busy time. I mean, you know, we Campbell Moore, Bree. Campbell, yep, helping a lot with social media and stuff. Whole squad, shout out. Yep. In the meantime, uh, let's go PR Confidates News, stories and information. Cody Bush, Nick Pastrani, Alta, Chris Austin, and myself. We've got everything you need right over there on that website. We even have tickets, but you know how else you can get tickets? How's that? Call our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. Alex, basketball tickets, go. Yep, so uh, don't miss a single minute of uh, Austin Men's or Women's Basketball. You know, both teams are on the road right now, but. You know, we're both coming home here before Now's too your long. chance so you don't miss any games. Exactly. Uh, we've got season tickets, courtside, general admission. We've got the weekend package, which includes five or six men's and five women's games and the doubleheader for $65. Or we've got the VIP total gov package season tickets, which are still on sale. Uh, the VIP total gov package includes a season ticket, food and beverage to all men's and women's basketball games and baseball games this season. Uh, 
also coming out on Monday, we have the Black Friday deals. Eyes emoji, Black Friday. Eyes emoji. Uh, turn on uh, post notifications for Austin P. Men's and Women's Basketball. Yep. Be coming out on Monday. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, directly on our website, letsgop.com backslash podcast. Uh, you can also find episodes of More Than a Game with John V.A. Bucks. She talked about the uh, Austin P. Unity Walk in her last episode, and that went very well. She'll have new episodes out very soon, uh, so go give her a listen. Give her a five-star rating. And Alex, what should they give us? Probably a five-star rating. Give us both a five-star rating. Want to suggest a guest to let us know local on camps that we should shout out? Tell us your score prediction and whether or not the Govs are in the playoffs. Alex? Yes, sir. Are the Govs in the playoffs? We're in the playoffs. What's the score at Bama? Mm. You said Govs by 90. Govs by 90. Austin P 90, Alabama 0. That's it. Austin P 90, Alabama 0. Tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Howard underscore APSU. Shout out to Jason McDonald. Shout out to Budging. Shout out to the Dreamland Barbecue I'm going to have in Alabama this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. Malakalikimaka is the thing to say on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. That's the island greeting that we send to you from the land where palm trees sway. Here we know that Christmas will be green and bright. The sun will shine by day and all the stars at night. Malakalikimaka is a wise way to say Merry Christmas to you. Thank you, girl.